for many of us, summertime is when we sleep in a little later, maybe stay up a little longer to enjoy these long days. And perhaps your regular routine has gone out the window in exchange for a spontaneous day trip or even a longer summer vacation. But it also means being able to use some of this downtime to refocus and renew your faith. And if you allow time for the Lord, well, these ordinary weeks of the liturgical calendar are anything but routine. Joining me today to tell us more about how to make the most of these summer days, it is our good friend, Emily Jaminette. Emily, it's great to talk with you again. Thanks for coming back on The Morning Show. Absolutely. I love coming on your morning show. And, you know, I'm right in the thick of summer. I have seven children, um, in which five of them are currently living at home this summer. And it's it's busy. I have children at swimming pools. I have children, you know, uh, working. But I'll tell you, summer is an amazing time to grow closer to Christ and really grow closer to your family as well. So it's it's time that we, you know, slow our pace a little bit and the many blessings right in front of our very own eyes. Emily, I love the activity of summertime because while schedules can be full, it's an opportunity where you want to say, yes, let's do these things. Let's do these things together. Kids come home from college in the summertime and it feels like what seemed like the a, a big house often shrinks down right away. But as I said, these summer months can be filled with time off and day trips and vacations, but it's an important time to not take a vacation from our faith. Vacation time is a perfect opportunity to refocus and center our lives again on Christ. Tell us how you do that in your family. Well, I just returned from a extended family vacation. We went to the beach um, with my seven children, my brothers, my parents, and of course my husband. And it was a very special week because we um, were celebrating my brother's 20th year of priesthood. We're celebrating my 25th year of wedding. Uh, I was married 25 years ago. And it was an opportunity for the children to catch the faith in a new way through daily mass, group prayer, lots and lots of family meals where we had to pass the bowl from one end of the table to the other. But for them to encounter faith, family, and even the beauty of being at the beach every sunrise and every sunset. Practicing our faith, sometimes we allow that to be very centered and focused because we need to have that strong inner faith. But it's important for our children to see us in that centering kind of prayer and then using that strength and share it with the whole family. Why is our faith so important to be shared with our kids, especially when we're out and about on on vacation and with other members? Well, one of the things, Brenda, how we pass the torch of faith to the next generation. Um, in my most recent book, Holy Habits from the Sacred Heart, I share about how my mother wrote, wrote you know, we're fourth-generation Catholic of, of living devotions out in the home. We can't just assume that without really being deliberate that this is going to go forth. So first, praying for our family and setting up opportunities to have faith-filled conversations allowing us to get to know each other, maybe as we did in this week of being on vacation together. But it felt different, Brenda, than just going on vacation because Jesus was with us every day as we stopped right before lunch to attend Mass. We, you know, again, we prayed and we we learned to put that lens of gratitude on 
so that everything, even that rainstorm that came through and, you know, ruined our beach moment, allowed us to give glory to God. So it's really about fostering the right attitude, passing on the faith, and, and preaching through our actions and our love to our very family members. Emily, I've heard this before, too, when we've been on vacations. We always make sure that as we are getting closer to that weekend, we plan ahead. Where will we be? What is the church in that town? What time will we be able to get in there? And the kids are like, oh, you know, we're just having a good time. We don't want to break and, and do that. But they learned very early on it was really important that that is our requirement. That is what we do as Catholics. You were able to celebrate with your brother 20 years of priest, and you had Mass often with your family, daily Mass. Did you find that it you your children were trying to talk you out of this, or did <laughs> as the week went on, going to daily Mass on vacation began to be something that, well, they were excited to be able to do together? How did that work out for you? Well, I think you bring up such the truth of family dynamics, you know, and one of the things my brother wasn't used to is, family dynamics of getting to Mass, right? Usually the priest begins uh, the sacrifice of the Mass, and it's beautiful, And but he doesn't realize all the backstory in which people are grumbling or they have an opinion about this or that. But what we learned together on this family vacation is that we are in a great spiritual battle, and we need to support each other as we lift up our, you know, in prayer, our, our priests, we pray for our, all of our religious, but they also pray for us, the laity. And one of the rules that I established in the very beginning with my husband is no matter what grumbling you hear, you know, we will attend Mass as a family. This is very important. This is the way we thank the Lord. And setting that expectation up with the children, within the whole unit, one of the things we discovered was we had a wonderful lunch afterwards. We weren't eating peanut butter and jellies with sand in it, but we were having this community, this experience. And at the end of the week, my my daughter my uh, middle school daughter said, I- I'd like to do this every day. This was a really nice gift. So sometimes we dismiss something long before the fruit can even develop, first of all. And second of all, we give the Lord such a little bit of time, He can't really work on our hearts if we only give Him, you know, a shot-out prayer here and there. But it's about, it's about coming together, unifying our hearts with His heart, and growing in, in gratitude. But it is important we unplug, right, Brenda? On vacation, we need to have some time away from the busyness of life. Emily, I cannot agree with you more. And I want to talk to you a little bit more about the ways that you unplug and refocus your prayer life and how you draw on this devotion to the Sacred Heart. I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue in the next half hour? Absolutely. And I am back with the wonderful Emily Jaminette. You hear Emily's mother's moments here on Mater Day Radio during the morning blend. And Emily is joining us today, fresh back from a family vacation and ready to dive ever more deeply into a very special devotion to the Sacred Heart. Emily, thanks so much for staying with me. Absolutely. You know, and one of the things, Brenda, is we're talking about vacation, telling the Lord to touch our hearts. A lot of times we have to unplug to reconnect. And for me, you know, the first thing is after prayer to start going through those emails or start going through my to-do list. And on this vacation instead, it was more prayer, more silence, 
more time with my family. So enjoying that second cup of coffee, first with Christ, and second, you know, with my husband or walking the beach, but allowing us to be intentional with our time. It's not just wasting time on vacation, but intentional so that we come back stronger. Emily, you talk about unplugging, and even now, you're right. Just as you were saying that, I find that there are certain times where I've just become so naturally accustomed to grabbing my phone or getting on the computer to check emails and things that really waste time. Do you set up rules within your own family when it's time for vacation where you go, all right, kids, everybody, off your devices. We are getting together. We are doing this and I don't want to hear anything. Do you have to set up rules like that just so that way, well, time is focused on each other? We really do. And one of the things I've learned within the big family is the younger children felt left out. You know, I remember one moment where my daughter said, I wish I had a phone like you. And I said, well, why is that? And she said, because you can always use it. And it made Mm -hmm. me say, she's right. It needs to be a tool, but it shouldn't be accessed just because, right? So making sure that we all, if we're on vacation or if we're not on vacation, what is our interaction with our phones? Do we pull it out just to check something or are we a little bit more intentional? Um, that, that's a very important piece. And the second thing is, is that because we had a lot of family time, we did not need all of that screen time. And that's important too, is as you mentioned before we started talking, keeping a full schedule, keeping it active, and really spending time together as a priority, it, it took away from, from some of the individualism that can happen. Emily, just recently, my husband and I were on a camp trip. We pulled out an old board game and just having that time in front of each other, phones put away. It is wonderful. Even our own kids, boy, they get a little bit loud and rambunctious when a when a fierce game of Catan is going on. But those are important times to unplug Everything in the world, too, especially when kids are on devices, it feels like they are just exposed to so many things. And without a strong foundation in faith, without the protection of our Lord to protect their hearts, to protect their eyes, boy, our defenses can really wear down. Your devotion, your focus and attention to the Sacred Heart has been so important to you. You have the book about the devotion to the Sacred Heart. How is that devotion really meant to bolster up not only your own faith, but really as a, as a guard for the family? Brenda, what a great question you just asked me, because the truth is Jesus is there for each one of us. He not only wants to participate in our day-to-day life, but he wants us to encounter his love, to not to encounter his love and then to respond to his love. And through that comes this beautiful question to Sacred Heart. I was very touched and honored when my bishop, Bishop Earl Fernandez, wrote about my most recent book, Holy Habits in the Sacred Heart. He said, this book offers concrete and practical ways of healing broken relationships within the family and ex- experiencing not only the mercy of the heart of Jesus, but also the joys and delights of his heart. And to me, it was that powerful reminder that the Lord wants to heal, restore, comfort, strengthen, and even protect our families right now in the culture in which we lived in, in the times that we live in. Emily, just a moment ago when we were talking about your vacation with your family and that spending time is a priority. 
That's a priority. We, we recognize that as uh, family members, as parents, that the, our children are a priority. But we also have to make sure that our defenses are strong, that we are ready to protect them against all of these forces. So much effort now has been put forward to bring back the time of adoration before the Lord. Do you find that when you are able to spend more time in adoration that you feel like your defenses are also up where you feel like you are stronger to be able to face those forces that are trying to tear apart the family? Well, I think you highlight the importance of spending time with the Lord, spending time in cultivating that deep personal relationship. And as Catholics, you know, we can go to our our local church if it's an adoration if it's even just spending some time before the tabernacle and allowing the Lord to speak to our hearts. And as we talked about the busyness of our culture and the phones and the devices and the emails that never stop shooting out at us, we have to have a safe space. And to me, as a Catholic mom, that's where I go. It's time before the Blessed Sacrament, time before the Lord. And even my husband and I have an adoration time that we try to make, and he definitely makes every week as we pray for our family. Uh, Absolutely perfect. Emily, and for families who do attend church on a regular basis, it's we're used to praying by ourselves in solitude before Christ. It's also important that our children see us praying also and bring them in and just praying a family rosary together. All of these things meant to just ensure the family that is strong and prayerful and always facing the Lord through every type of obstacle. Emily, it is always such a great time when we get to talk. Remind our listeners where they can find more information about you, your book, and some of the resources you have available. Well, thank you so much. You can always reach me at emilygiaminette.com. You can learn more about the Sacred Heart at welcomehisheart.com. And I'd love to encounter and meet any of your listeners on social media as well. Uh, Thank you. And it's a wonderful time to be with you today, Emily. Enjoy the rest of your summer. Thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. And again, that is Emily Jaminette. I will be sure to include the link to her webpage so you can find out all those resources for yourself. You'll find that link on the podcast of this interview, MatriDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary media app.